You're listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached during the online worship service of Central United Methodist Church. We are located in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to join us for our live worship experience through Facebook or Zoom every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Visit www.cumcballston.org for details. There you can also learn more about our congregation where we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. Today's scripture is Psalm 18 taken from the New International Version. For the director of music, of David the servant of the Lord, he sang to the Lord the words of this song when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I called to the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me, and the snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. The earth trembled and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coils blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him, the dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of his presence, clouds advanced with hailstones and bolts of lightning. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot arrows and scattered the enemy with great bolts of lightning. He routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare at your rebuke, Lord, at the blast of breath from your nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He has rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I am not guilty of turning from my God. All his laws are before me. I have not turned away from his decrees. I have been blameless before him and have kept myself from sin. The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness 
of my hands in his sight. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the devious, you show yourself shrewd. You save the humble, but bring low those whose eyes are haughty. You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. For who is God beside the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of the deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You make your saving help my shield, and your right hand sustains me. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them so that they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You armed me with strength for battle. You humbled my adversaries before me. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight, and I destroyed my foes. They cried for help, but there was no one to save them to the Lord. But he did not answer. I beat them as fine as wind-blown dust. I trampled them like mud in the streets. You have delivered me from the attacks of the people. You have made me the head of nations, people I did not know now serve me. Foreigners cower before me. As soon as they hear of me, they obey me. They all lose heart. They come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives. Praise be to my rock. Exalted be God, my Savior. He is the God who avenges me, who subdues nations under me, who saves me from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes. From a violent man, you rescued me. Therefore, I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing the praises of your name. He gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing love to his anointed, to David, and to his descendants forever. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Trisha, thank you so much for reading our scripture from the book of Psalms today. The metaphor of God as rock is used throughout the Psalms. For many of us on the East Coast, our imaginations might conjure up something like pebbles or river stones. Maybe we think a little bit bigger and picture a boulder or maybe a mountain range like the Blue Ridge Mountains here in Virginia. But for folks out west, they would think of our mountains like hills. The mountains out there are incredible. They might think of rocks as something absolutely majestic, maybe more like a fortress. 
for those who've traveled to Yosemite National Park, maybe you're already picturing Half Dome or El Capitan, the majesty of mountains that rise thousands of feet into the air, might make us imagine that God is unmovable, unshakable, and unchanging. And in a time of constant change, it is tempting to want to cling to something so unchanging to give us rest from the weariness of the change around us. But we know that even the great granite rocks that form those impressive vistas at Yosemite have changed over time. It took eons, but rivers and glaciers somehow carved thousands of feet down into solid granite and created Yosemite Valley. So if we consider that rocks do change over time, does that mean that we should throw out the metaphor of God as rock? Or is there a way to move deeper into the metaphor, to think about it in a different way than just as something that is unchanging? If we think back to another story in Scripture, the story of the Exodus, there was a moment recorded in Numbers chapter 20 when the people of God were anxious because there was no water for the community. So the people gathered in opposition to their leaders, Moses and Aaron, and they quarreled with them. So Moses went before God, and God instructed him to speak to a rock, and water would be supplied for the whole community. So Moses goes to this rock, and instead of speaking to it, he takes his staff, and he strikes the rock two times. And he also had some angry words for those unfaithful people. And water did gush out, and the community and their livestock drank. Now, we typically don't expect water to gush from a rock like that, but it did. And right after this story, God tells Moses that he won't get to enter the promised land because he didn't trust God's instructions to speak to the rock. Instead, Moses used his staff and he used it in anger to get water. Because Moses did not trust God's instructions, Moses wouldn't get to enter the promised land. Moses, the one who had seen such incredible miracles of God firsthand, who heard God's name and saw God's backside, he showed a lack of trust in following God's instructions. Well, if even Moses can't trust in God's faithfulness, then how are we supposed to trust in God's faithfulness? Moses was told, speak to the rock, and yet he didn't follow those instructions. This water that came to them was life-saving, life-giving water there in the desert. This rock gushing life, giving water after a person speaks to it, is not how I expect a rock to act. And so if we're thinking about God as rock, it might be helpful to think about the surprising ways that God appears to us, the surprising ways that God brings living water when we least expect it. In the middle of the desert, when we see a rock, we don't think to walk up to it and speak to it. 
And yet, if God is a rock and we are in need of water, God will save our lives by giving living water. The book of Psalms refers to God as a rock for many reasons. Sometimes to embrace the idea of the fortress and the majesty that is the beauty of rocks. And I think sometimes we need to remember that there are surprising ways that rocks show up in this world and the ways that God shows up. God shows up giving living water in unexpected moments and ways when we talk to God. Throughout the book of Psalms, we hear God as a rock. The book of Psalms is really poetry, so it's not meant to be literal. It's meant to use poetic license to help us express our faith. Some of the songs and poems are songs of lament. Others are songs of praise. Today, it was a royal psalm of thanksgiving that we heard. Now, most people attribute all of the psalms to King David, but there are some biblical scholars, one of them named Gerstenberg, who thinks that this particular psalm, Psalm 18, was written almost 500 years after the reign of King David. That would place the writing of this psalm during the time of the exile, when the people of Israel had left the promised land and they were taken as captives. This would also be after the fall of the temple. This is where they expected to encounter God in the world. The one thing that was unchanging for them was that God was at the temple and then the temple fell. So in exile, they didn't know how to find God. They didn't know how to sing their songs of praise to God in a foreign land. And so it was time for them to discover the surprising ways that God shows up in the world. This psalm was written at a time when everything seemed hopeless for the Israelites. This psalm was written to keep hope alive in a community that had lost everything and were on the verge of losing their very identity. The focus of the psalm is on God rather than on David and his military triumphs. This psalm is about the sovereign reign of Yahweh, and it is proclaimed in the midst of the reality of a broken world. Many years after this psalm was written, Jesus taught his followers to pray by saying, Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus was speaking to his fellow Jews, who were living under the oppressive political rule of Rome, and he dared to proclaim that God's kingdom was close at hand. Jesus was preaching hope, just as the psalmist wrote about hope. It is a hope that we have that comes when we trust God, despite the apparent reality of the world we inhabit. The reality of our world is filled with statistics about the ravages of COVID-19. Our reality is filled with the sad truth that many children in our country go hungry when schools are closed. Our reality is filled with the public pain of communities of color, from people of Asian descent who are suffering from racist attacks connected to the current health crisis, 
or from the black community crying out to dismantle systemic racism that is embedded in our nation's history and in our present-day reality. Our reality is filled with political posturing and denigrating comments. And in the midst of that reality, we proclaim that God is our rock. We proclaim that we have hope when we least expect it. When it feels like we're in the middle of the desert with no water around us, we proclaim that God is our rock and that God can spring forth living waters. When we fully embrace that God is always faithful to us, we can discover a new depth of trust in our relationship with God. Now, when visiting Yosemite National Park, marveling at the beauty of the rock formations is only one part of the incredible experience of being in that park. There is also a grove of giant sequoia trees. Don Ignacio is an arborist by training, and I asked him to share a short testimony with us this morning about his experiencing visiting Yosemite and seeing those trees. So let's listen to how God was present to Don and his family when they visited Yosemite National Park. Eight years ago, our family visited Yosemite National Park in California. My work has afforded me to go to exotic places like Nepal, Thailand, and even the tiny Kiribati nation in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. But nothing compares to the grandeur of Yosemite. We were joined by Mama Dal, Dainty's mom, and Dainty's sister Joy, husband Robert, and their two boys, Elijah and Edward, in California. I requested my brother-in-law that we first visit the sequoias of the Mariposa Group. As a forester, it has been my lifelong dream to see these giant trees which I have read in National Geographic magazines. It was awesome to see the sequoias. Experts estimate that some are 3,000 years old, which means that they have been around 1,000 years before Jesus Christ was born. We spent the whole morning hiking and checking out the different trees. The boys wanted to show the diameter of the trees by linking their arms together. We were dwarfed by these giant sequoias, which appeared to be like lines of feet. I was happy to meet a park ranger and thank him and his colleagues for taking good care of the park and the sequoias. We all must do our part to be good stewards of God's wonderful creation. Oh, and this was my first time to see snow up close. I was like a child excited to play on this small patch beside the road. Growing up in a tropical country where the climate is hot or hotter, this was a most welcome treat. Like John Moyer, President Roosevelt, and millions more who have made the journey to Yosemite, we were so amazed with the natural beauty that only God could create. Solid rock mountains, beautiful waterfalls, towering trees and green meadows. 
you cannot help but feel God's presence and be renewed in spirit with the scenery. God's mercy and unfailing love has blessed our family beyond measure. It was just a day trip, but the memories will be cherished as long as we live. Despite all the challenges we continue to face, God has proven time and again that He will never forsake us. The adversities we went through have strengthened our faith in Him. Miracles do happen every day. We just have to put our trust in the Lord. God bless us all.